All right, so welcome to, it's going to be kind of a combo of Chat and Chill with Super Hill. I'm talking to all of my principals as we get ready to start the 23-24 school year. And so while this won't be a full blown out interview, this will be an opportunity for us to kind of ascertain what their vision is for their school year, for their particular school buildings, or any particular insights that they may have. Um, just an overall general charge to their staff and their students and the families of their school. So today we have Principal Taryn Gruber from Oliver Ellsworth School. Um, welcome to the show, Mr. Gruber. Thank you very much, Dr. Hill. It's All good right. to be here. Thank you. So I hope you had a great summer because you know how I am. It's time to get to work. So uh, share with us, what are, what are your, your goals, your dreams, your ideas for Oliver Ellsworth for your students, your staff, and your families? So here's what I want. So <clears throat> when you're doing math, when you're doing reading, when you're doing writing, and then students want to say, like, all right, so where's the joy? Where, when am I going to have fun? I want the fun and the joy to be when they're doing their math, their reading, and their writing. I want that to be the joy. So you're having joy all day long. You're not waiting for recess. You're not waiting for lunch to talk to your friends. You're not waiting for PE. The actual lesson is fun and joyful. That's, so that's my hope. Okay, so I got he gonna make me do an interview. How how is that gonna happen? Right, kids sitting there doing math problems. Yep. Like you know, explain it to me. Make it simple. Where, where am I gonna get joy from doing math problems? Relevance. Getting to know the students. Every single one of the students. So when I'm doing math, I'm connecting to Johnny. I'm connecting to Samantha. I'm connecting to all of my students. So like, oh, I see me in that math program. I see me in that book that you're reading. That's how you bring joy to education. Okay. So relevance. And so some folks will, you know, try to take the uh, political side. Like, unfortunately, we can't avoid all that. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm not one who shies away from any of that stuff. So bring the smoke. Everyone wants to see themselves in something in society. So as a mm -hmm. student, as Mr. Gruber is saying, if I'm reading a book, um, yeah, I love Shakespeare. I absolutely love Shakespeare. But, you know, sometimes I like to read something about Imhotep as well. I like to learn something about my own history mm -hmm. or um, learning the history of mathematics that it didn't all uh, originate in Europe. I'm just saying y'all could like <laughs> send your comments in when you listen to the podcast so I appreciate that you're saying that. So in, in PE, right, that's that's a little bit more obvious, right? Kids tend to enjoy PE. Right. I always felt as a, a math and a business teacher that PE teachers were lucky, right? Like, they're going to hate me saying this, but, like, kids feel like they get to play with y'all. Right. And they never get to play with us, right? I got them amortizing a loan schedule, and you got them playing basketball. I don't win, right? They're going to need my skill a lot more later yep. on in life, yeah. but... I don't win when they're in high school. So that's interesting. All right. So that's the students. What about your staff? Other than them preparing those nice lessons, what else do you envision or desire for your staff this year? Honestly, I was thinking it's one and the same. Okay. If their kids okay. are having fun, they're having fun, they're into it. They're um, like when you see your kids out there and they're smiling right. and they're with you, that should bring joy to teachers. And that's honestly what I told them yesterday when we were in PE. Um, okay. the PD. I said, you know, I can't give you joy as a staff member. You need to you have can say that joy. We, we're going to go to church for a minute. Say that again. Say that I can't again. give you joy Thank as a you. teacher. The joy comes from you making a difference. You being a teacher. Right. You need to love that. Right. Right. That's So I want y'all to hear that because uh, it's not just in schools. I think one of the things that's come out in the pandemic is that everyone's looking for someone else 
to give them what they need. Um, that wasn't true uh, before the pandemic, and it's certainly still not true after the pandemic. You have to find your own happiness. You have to find that thing that triggers you, that warms your heart, that gets you up every day. You know, we like to hear the, the nice statement, my why. Okay, mm -hmm. if that works for you, that works for you. Your purpose, if that works for you, that works for you. But whatever it is, as a leader, what Mr. Gruber is saying, he's not responsible for your personal happiness. Doesn't mean he doesn't care about your happiness. Doesn't mean he doesn't care about your well-being. However, we're all professionals. We are paid to actually do a job. And the job that we do compared to so many other jobs in this world should be a job that in and of itself brings us incredible joy and warms us from the inside. We should never mm -hmm. look for some external uh, motivator or something to kickstart us. I'm kickstarted every day waking. First of all, I thank God to wake. And then I'm like, I have an opportunity to lead. You know, I pray every day. And in my prayer, you know, my daughter has been with me all summer. She worked in central office. So she got to hear me praying my prayer. And it's like, you know, Lord, help me lead well today. <laughs> Not help me be, uh, you know, homie the clown for people today. Right. Or right. let me entertain people today. We may laugh, right? I like joking mm -hmm. around. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't look for my happiness from others. And I, I certainly am not responsible for giving it to others, right? I don't want to add sorrow, mm -hmm. but I am not here to entertain you. Right, I like that little quote from a. Are you not entertained? <laughs> you, you won't hear that from me. I just like yeah. the line. Yeah. But I, I appreciate that. Yeah. So, what about your parents? What about uh, what do you have planned for the parents? Parents, I think, um, have had a lot of joy at Oliver Ellsworth. Okay. I want them to feel more included in the day to day um, operations. I, I want to get more feedback on how we are teaching, learning. Um, so like we, you know, we have these block parties at Oliver Ellsworth, tons of people show Windsor PD gets all kinds of complaints because people are parking on the street. So we have that joy with our families, I think, from my perspective. Yeah. Um, but I want them to feel as though they can give me more input into how to, I'm doing the day to day work at okay. Oliver Ellsworth with their kids feel more included and, and, at that level. Right. And having parents. So one of the things that I desire as a superintendent, so I'm going to just chime in on the principal's piece here. Um, I want the parents to, to really understand that they are truly partners in right. this situation. Um, you don't just send your kid to school and then we do something to them and then they come home. Mm -hmm. It's it's a partnership, mm -hmm. right? We have a curriculum to teach. Um, much of it is guided by the State Department of Education, right? Um, so... We teach what we teach, but then there is also the piece you do at home, supporting, um, questioning. Have discussions with your kid. Uh, I would dare say, don't just say, how was school today? Because they're going to get the same answers you gave when you were in school, parents. <laughs> it was okay. It was all right. right. You know, we kind of mumble What'd through. What you do? It. Nothing. Right. Nothing. <laughs> Seven-hour day, yeah. nothing. Just went to school and did nothing all day. But, you know, ask them, so... What did you learn new today? What mm -hmm. did you learn or what do you know now at the end of the day that you didn't know in the morning? Right. right? As, as a teacher, I was just helping someone uh, this morning who's getting ready to do a PD tomorrow. And they were showing me uh, how their lessons laid out. And they said, once we get done, we're going to test them. Right. And see what they learn. I said, that's nice. I said, but I'm going to give you a better tip as a teacher. Give them a pretest. Because you walk into the classroom assuming mm -hmm. that they know nothing. You'd be surprised. So find out what people know before you do your lesson. So give them a pretest, short, and then you do your lesson, and then you give them the test that you're going to give them at the end. That'll show you the growth. That's immediate feedback. 
right? right? Like right. I didn't know these three things, and now I know at least two of those three things before the day is over, right? So right. that's cool. Right, and I, <clears throat> looking at Gianna here, and she'll like this one. When our teachers send pictures to families, that aids in that a lot because yeah. then the parent can say, what were you doing here? I see you in this picture. What were you guys doing? What were you learning? So I'm going to encourage more of that as well. That's interesting. I, and, I te- never, and parents I ne- love it. I never thought about that part, though, like what were you doing here? I mean, I know they love seeing their baby. Right. But um, I don't know. Maybe that's something we can explore, right? Like guess what I'm doing, right? right. Like don't give me more ideas. Like, yep. Gianna going to yep. have 100 things to do. So no, I like that. Okay. Well, so ladies and gentlemen, we've, we've heard from Principal Taryn Gruber at Oliver Ellsworth School. So you heard him say uh, he wants the lessons to be relevant and fun. So the fun is in the lesson. The mm-hmm. fun is not at lunchtime and when the buses come after school, <laughs> right? The fun is all day long. So learning can be fun, and it actually is fun. If we wake up every single day and you send your child to school every single day, mom and dad, grandma, auntie, uncle, tia, tio, abuela, abuelo, and I don't know all the other people's babushka, <laughs> right? So I'm going to learn more. Uh, send them to school every day and tell them, I want you to come back smarter than you went this morning. Mm-hmm. That's the challenge to your kids. And if there's something you would like to see us teach possibly or, you know, something you like to share in the school so everyone can learn, you know, we're open. We want to hear what you have to say. This is our school system and these are our children. Again, I want to thank you, Mr. Gruber, for joining us on okay. Chat and Chill with Super Hill. And, man, let's have a great year. That's right. We're going to win. So now we have with us here uh, on the podcast the principal of Paquanic School, um, Mr. Jay Mahoko. So what's your vision for this year for Paquanic School for your students, staff, and parents? All right. So the vision for this year is, as we say at Paquanic, is to shine on. And so it's going to be important uh, for everybody to shine because we cannot shine unless we shine together. So that's going to be from the students to the staff to administration to the families working together mm-hmm. to provide our students with the best education they deserve um, and to uh, just excel as, as we have last year. Uh, we have some of the best academic results we've had in a while. Uh, and so we're going to build upon that and, and do even better. So shine on. That's your thing. <laughs> I got a whole song in my head. And y'all don't want this me is, to sing right now, but it's in my head, yeah. shine, but I got it. All right. So let's let's dig a little deeper with that. So unpack that for us. For the people who aren't from Paquanic, like myself, right? We're not Paquanicites or whatever you guys call yourselves, right? We're not there with you every day. So what does shine on mean? So shine on means coming uh, with your best every day. Uh, coming with uh, an open heart and an open mind, uh, doing your best and, and loving what you're doing. So uh, one of the examples that I give uh, that happens of Aquanic, we, we call ourselves family. That's what we call ourselves. Uh, one of the examples I give that makes Aquanic unique is that we have um, a lot of celebrations, which is not any different than any pre-K through two school or shouldn't be any different because it's got to be a place where the kids are running in the door that they want to be there every day. Um, the parents want to be there every day. Staff want to be there every day. Uh, so we do have fun. We have parades. We have dances. Uh, but when uh, we're having those celebrations, uh, the students will stop me and say, Mr. Mahalko, I just went up three levels uh, in math. I just scored 200 more points uh, in, uh, in our literacy. Uh, I moved up to the next level. Uh, and so we equate the fun and hard work. They're not separate, but they're, they're one and the same. Um, I like hearing, so 
that's something that I cherish as a principal. And uh, when I built that culture at High School Lincoln Hartford, that my students eventually understood that their academic success belonged to them. Mm-hmm. And so when students, that was always exciting to me. When students would come and say, yo, I just moved up in this class, or I just did better on this. And we also, I had instituted with my teachers um, an hour every day after lunch for us to work on. We had cap testing at yes. the time. So we did some some work on cap testing and building those skills. So it was all based on the data we had received prior. So students, depending on which band they fell in, I had them grouped by tens. Everybody in the building, including my custodian, taught for that hour. Everyone taught for that all hour. All hands on deck. Yep. And when you, students would see their, um, you know, the released items, and they would take tests every single week, they would take a test just to give us an idea. And the first time I got excited, a student was actually upset because he didn't move to the score that he thought he should move to. And when I saw him in the hallway looking, you know, so forlorn, I was like, what's going on with you? And he's like, man, I should have had a 220. I only got a 216. And I'm like, okay, but it's just a practice test. He said, I don't care. I should have did better. Yeah. I said, well, we have another couple practice tests before we take the real one. So you are right there. Keep moving. So at that point, I realized that he owned his own That's progression. It. So I, I like yep. hearing that when Edu- students come tell you that. Education is not something that we do to children. It's not, it's not a performance. Uh, it is something that is done in collaboration. And certainly if the kids don't own it, um, they're not going to grow. Right, right. And, 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 and the, other, the other thing that I love, too, is not only do they own it, but they own it as a community. So they will take the time when a student moves up. doesn't matter if um, they moved up a level and might be behind some of the other kids and moved up a level being, uh, and be ahead of some of the kids. The entire class will stop and cheer for that student. Uh, also, when kids are working, they will help each other move up the levels. I like that, the cheering for each other. So you get that family, as you said, right? But, like, that's really the whole village. People like to say the quote, but, you know, I'm not about saying things that I'm not going to actually live out. So that's, that's a, you know, walk in the talk. I like that. So what about your teachers? Anything particular you want them to hear and know for this year? Or just... Teach and shine. <laughs> well, shine, uh, shine. I, I, well, it's 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 we can't do it alone, okay. right? We can't be in silos. So we can't be a school that's full of um, single classrooms that are excelling and doing well. It's something that we have to do together. We have to support one another. We all fall down. We got to be there to pick mm-hmm. each other up, mm-hmm. uh, and that know that we have each other's backs. We all have the students' best interests in mind. Uh, and if we're going to achieve, we have to do it together. I like that. I don't even like that. Let me correct myself. I love that because I am not about, uh, and I learned this in the military, you you don't shine by yourself to use, you know, the Pequonic line there. Like, it, I can do well at something, but if my fellow soldier on my left and right is not succeeding at it, then we as a unit are not succeeding. And we only succeed when all of us succeed. Uh, at 18 years old, and you're learning that, that's kind of hard because our American school system typically teaches us to be competitive, sure, right? And it's very much individualized, unlike many other countries, particularly Asian countries. So in basic training, when you learn that you get done and you're like jumping up and down and you're excited, and the first time a drill sergeant says, so your buddy's back there. Mm-hmm. Why are you over here jumping? You right. know, and, and they use the extreme analogies of like, so now he, he's behind enemy lines, or he could be dead, and you're jumping because you lived. 
you learn quickly, yep. like, okay, so my success is not really a success unless it's something that can be spread out to others. And so I've taken that lesson from 18 till today at 54. And I always say, I don't want people giving me a bunch of accolades. I'm like, if my team is not moving, then I'm not happy. Uh, as a principal, you've heard me, so you know I'm not sure. easily happy. I'm happy when all of you guys are moving. Um, I'm learning to accept the small uh, successes. However, it's about, yo, if your brother's not doing well, your sister's not doing well, don't be in front of me cheering. Like, let's let's mm-hmm. go find out what they can do and let's move together. So I, I love that your kids are already doing that and your staff. Um, what about your parents? Anything particular for them? Oh, Thank you. How are they going to shine? You, thank Tell me you. how they, they shine. shine. They already do shine. <laughs> we have the most incredible PTO, the best parents ever. Okay. Uh, they are constantly involved either during the school day, if they're available during the school day. They'll do things outside of the school hours to help out. Yep. Um, they are constantly involved. They support us. Uh, and so I would say just like let's, let's keep on working together and keep on moving together. Okay. So you heard it, Paquanic parents, staff. Students, if you guys listen, your principal, Mr. Mahoko, wants you to shine on, Paquanic. Mr. Mahoko, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for your inspiring opening message to Paquanic family. You're welcome. Well, welcome. Uh, I now have a very special guest with me. <laughs> we have, heading to her second year, the principal of Clover Street Elementary, Miss Lee. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good day. Good, good night. day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not good night, please. Not yet. I got too much to do. You are beginning your second year. Yes. So the first year is a whirlwind of who knows what, right? Right. I know many days talking to her. <laughs> y'all don't know. She felt like she was in a hurricane and she was just holding on to the lamppost and her feet was off the ground. Yeah, I was calling Auntie M. Come I told, get right. me. <laughs> <laughs> but I told her she's going to be all right. So she landed. The storm has passed. Mm-hmm. She is sitting here in front of us. So mm-hmm. now going to your second year, Miss mm-hmm. Lee, what would you like to share? What are your, your hopes, dreams, visions for your mm-hmm. students, your staff, and your families? I, I thank you, first of all, Dr. Hill, for keeping the vision of Windsor Public Schools the same. Culture and academics, first and foremost, and SEL, of course. Um, and that is really a focus for me going into year two, as it was year one, building relationships. Now we have to build on those relationships and building that community. Now that I took that first year to just scope out the lay of the land and get an idea of where Clover, Clover had been and where we're going forward. And yesterday was a clear um, vision for me. The staff is ready to hit the ground running when we talk about the culture Um, really looking at what we're calling the Clover way. This is how we do things at Clover and how it aligns with the district priorities and the district vision. And we're going to develop the Clover way with families at our PTO and governance meetings. Um, Each and every meeting, our focus is going to be something that has to do with what do we do at Clover, how it aligns with the district priorities. Okay, so you know I'm like, I'm a clown sometimes. Guys. Yes, here we go. She got me all up in the Mandalorian up here. <laughs> this is the way. Yeah, so, yes. So, Clover way? Yes. That's, this is the way? This this the Clover way. So, so what is the way? So we're going to develop it. So what is it that we do? So it could be something like at Clover Street School, 
we develop classrooms that are student focused. So you say that, what does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? So teachers will be naming that. Now, I'm not saying that's exactly one of the ways, but if we say this is what we do, we have to name what it looks like, what it sounds like, what it feels like in every classroom. And it's going to be aligned with the district priorities. So if one classroom says we have a calm corner for a student, then the Clover Way is every classroom is going to have a calm corner. What do we need? What resources do we need? If we say at Clover Street School, we use language that empowers students to take ownership of their learning. Well, what does that look like? What does that sound like? What does it feel like? Not just in Mrs. Smith's classroom, mm -hmm. but in every classroom. And then what professional development do we need? And that professional development can come from right within the building. We don't have to go out and get it because the experts are right in the building. So what does that look like? What does that sound like? What does that feel like? And what does that look like and sound like and feel like for the student? Okay. And it will be the Clover way. This is the way. That's it. So what about, um, that, that was pretty deep. Sorry. What about um, <laughs> the teachers? So is it just them executing on the way or is there anything else you no, would like? No, they're developing the way. So yeah. we as a school are going to be developing it. It's not going to be this is what we do. It's okay, do we all agree with this? So jam boards after every meeting. What did you notice? I'm also going to into each other's classrooms. We have all of our building sub positions filled. So that will give us an opportunity to set up a schedule starting in October for teachers to go in and learn from each other. Um, that's our plan, not only with their coaching sessions, but if I'm teaching STEM, I want to see what my partner teacher is doing so that ultimately I, we, have the, we share the same students. So what is she doing? If I'm not connecting with one of my students, but she is or he is, what are they doing differently? So Mrs. Lee, I need some time to go into Mrs. Jones, my partner teacher's room. Sure, let's get one of the building subs in there so that you can spend 20 minutes. And then, okay, we need two of them so now they can debrief. We need two subs to go into that classroom. So the collaboration is not only across between the two partner teachers, but also if we need to do it vertically. I teach third grade STEM. I need to see what they're doing at fourth grade STEM. Oh, building subs, let's go on in. Let's get the coach involved so that they can actually see, not just sit in the PLC meeting, but see how they're instructing. Okay, y'all hear this, right? <laughs> y'all about to be working at Clover. They are, and they're ready for it because we talked about it yesterday. These are the expectations, and that's all we talked about were these are the expectations. Lesson plans, diving deep into those lesson plans. What do they look like? How are you instructing? Coaches going in, looking at those lesson plans. How can we support you? And making sure students are winning. They're getting what they need, what I need, when. Okay. Um, I'm I'm about speechless. So <laughs> we have I, a plan. <laughs> I guess this is the way. So yes. <laughs> what's the way for the parents? They need to be here. They need to be involved. They need to be invested. Um, I've just sent some thrill share messages out um, about um, calling all men. Um, I've already met with the PTO. We've had a meeting already. It, granted, it was virtual. Um, so they will be at the block party. 
asking parents to sign up. We have our meetings set for the year um, and how they're going to run both virtually and in person. So they're asking for parents to sign up <clears throat> to be involved. Um, the governance council is definitely something that we need to bring back to Clover. It wasn't there, so we have a PTO point person for that. And she's reaching out to families to be involved with the governance council as well. Okay. And sharing that data with families is going to be really important. So that's our first PTO meeting is really going over our school data. So being a second year principal. <clears throat> yes. Thinking back to a year ago coming into this role and to now, right, just a few days away from students coming back, what have you learned about yourself as a leader from last year to this year? I've learned that when we say open door policy, just like you have and just like um, other leaders. Oh, let me be here. clear about my open door, though. No. I do say that, yeah. but you better make an appointment. Don't just yes. come walking in. I can be eating lunch. Yes. You're going to get your feelings hurt because I'm going to put you out. Okay, go ahead. And he's, and he's serious. And that he is will. the way. That is, he is serious. Um, as a leader, um, I mean what I say, and I say what I mean, and I learned that from probably the first professor I had in my 092 program. Um, you have to- Who was that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> hmm, I wonder. Um, mean what you say, say what you mean, and stick to it. Um, and people look to you. Um, when you interview, it's great that they interview you and see your leadership skills, but when you step in that building, you're not a leader. You're the leader. Say that again. So Say it one more time. You're not Preach. a leader. You're the That's leader. Right. So mean what you say. Say what you mean. And don't ask someone to do something that you don't think that you can do. So you have to be the leader. And if someone's not going to do it, it's on you to do it. And so just for folks who really don't understand, I'm not going to give you all a leadership class right now. <laughs> uh, but you can call me. We can set up a master class. It might cost you. <laughs> when you say you're not a leader, but the leader, you're not in a group. Leadership is not a group thing. It is definitely a solo activity. And it's not because they wish to be solo or selfish, but it's just that's the case. If we were all were moving together, then no one would be leading. Mm -hmm. So the leader is the one who, when he or she looks to their left and right and behind them and in front of them, it's, it's just them. It is just them, literally. We hope the team comes along. But the team is expecting us to keep moving forward. Um, something I learned in the Army, right? One of mm -hmm. the statements from the old uh, war heroes is, uh, move forward, Bushmaster, I'll follow, you lead. Mm -hmm. And so basically it's, you know, um, the, the wars in the jungles that turned a century, and they're telling the, the leader, right? Think of the Teddy Roosevelt's. And those, yes. Like, yep. you go ahead and cut down you know, the grass and, and the mm -hmm. bushes and move. We right behind you. And people always say, I got your back, right? And I don't think people really understand what that means. <laughs> Having my back is really nice, but typically you get hit from the front. That's so it. that means you the first person, either you're the first person to see me fall <laughs> mm -hmm. or the first person to catch me. Yep. But I'm going to take that initial hit. Mm -hmm. That's the leader. Right. And so I'm glad you learned that because, you know, what I stress to my leaders in the district, ladies and gentlemen, I'm the leader of the district. But I truly understand uh, hierarchy and how you uh, delegate authority. And so my principals are responsible for their buildings. Mm -hmm. And I hold them responsible for their buildings. So if you're going to lead, you're going to lead. You're not going to lead in title. You're going to lead in deed. Yes. And so this is the way. Ms. Lee. Yes, it is. 
Thank you for joining me today. Thank you and for I'm this so opportunity. To have you back. She didn't run away. I thought, you know, she might dip out <laughs> yep. the back door of Clover. Absolutely and not. never come back. For but sure. But she came back for yes. year two. So she's a glutton for punishment. I am. And I don't, <laughs> I, I don't mind. I don't mind at all. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you. All right. We'd like to welcome to the podcast now the principal of Windsor High School, Mr. Breon Parker. Welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. All right. Um, you, Windsor High, you, last year, whole brand new squad, right? Yeah. Administrators, everybody brand new. Uh, obviously, challenges like with anything else with new, and also some celebrations. So now you've had a chance to be with folks for a year. Um, you've seen the landscape for a few years. What's your vision, what's your goal for students, staff, and parents for Windsor High School for this year? Well, first and foremost, when I when I think about the vision, it's it can't be mine alone. But at the same time, what I will say is that I'm always looking for excellence. And what we've been focusing at the high school and really just talking about, um, you know, continuing trying to build that culture, um, academic. We, we always want to have a, a safe environment. We want to make sure it's one of those places where people come and they feel like they are safe to grow. And, and be able to get better. Um, and that stands for everyone. We want this to be an inviting environment for our families, you know, for our students, and also, um, you know, the faculty. And I think once we all see ourselves as part of this community, I mean, we'll just go to the moon, to be honest with you. We already have, I mean, Windsor has a rich uh, culture. Windsor has a, a rich uh, community. I've learned that now going into year seven and being in Windsor. Um, and you just get that from from the town. You get that from the people that have been here for a while. And um, really just working with a new team. I know for myself, I, I look up and I go, wow, I'm pushing, you know, 20-something years in, in education. And I find myself with a new team that they all just finished their first year. So I found myself reflecting on my first year um, as an administrator back in, what, like 2011. And just kind of, you know, you take the ups and the downs. Um at the same time, what I what I did see each of them do was grow um, from from each instance. Okay. Mm -hmm. So one of the big things that's different from our elementary schools uh, would be the changes that I've made as superintendent to the administrative regulations for clothing. Um, I know everyone doesn't agree with me. Um, the, so now parents like the students will be able to wear their bonnets and do rags and baseball hats, um, if that's what they, they're into. Um, their hoodies, not covering up their faces, right? There are definitely um, some, some things to clarify. However, what I, what I discovered in meeting with students, uh, along with Mr. Parker, last winter and spring, because the students brought this to us in a very professional manner, they did their research. Um, I appreciated them and their voice and them lifting their voice, and I appreciate them letting me know what was my responsibility. So that will be happening, and nowhere else in the district will it probably be more apparent than here at the high school. Mm -hmm. So how do you plan to deal with, with those issues? And I want to be clear. So since we're on this podcast, mm -hmm. parents, the sagging pants thing, Dr. Hill will never, ever, 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 ever accept that. And in fact, because I've given students uh, many of the things that they've asked for, uh, I'm doubling down with my administrators that there will be no, no, no pity around those sagging pants. So please do not send your child to the schools with their pants sagging 
or you will be coming right back to get them and correct their clothing. That is absolutely going to be an unacceptable non-starter, period. Okay, now what are you going to say? <laughs> no, I mean, first and foremost, as being a part of those meetings, I know I appreciated that. And I know just in my leadership, I always want to, um, you know, I always want to bring to light the student voice. And our students do it in a way that how can you just not listen? You don't. They do the research. They, you know, they actually come with some valid points. Um, I've been fortunate enough to do some visits to area high schools myself. And the reality is, is that they may have similar, you know, expectations and, and policies and things like that, but, you know, weren't necessarily enforced. And I asked those questions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what it came down to is they just said, you know, it wasn't it's, it wasn't worth the fight, so to speak. And so it's like, why are we creating this point of contention? And at the end of the day, if they can sit in there with their hat, get their work done and learn, then, you know, it shouldn't be an issue. The reality is, is that, you know, once they leave our leave our walls, um, our kids go on to do amazing things. Um, regardless of where they go, we always hear about them doing great things. We never hear about the fact that they came with a bonnet on. Is that something right. I believe <laughs> that I believe in? No, not necessarily. But it's not about what I believe in. We ask them to come. We ask them to be safe. We ask them to be part of a school community. We ask them to learn and grow. And if they're doing that without an issue, then you know what? Why not? Why? And I and I did start by actually kind of presenting that you know to our staff this week. So. You know, we put it out there. You know, we did talk about the sagging. That's mm -hmm. something also as a as a parent, I don't agree with it. And, you know, I'm also the principal. And it's just, you know, with people that may not agree with it, we also got to make sure our students are not being judged and looked at in a way that could be detrimental to their growth as well. Mm -hmm. And there is no reason to see your underwear. I'm sorry. Right. That's just where I'm at with it. Um, but the other pieces, you know what, our our Teachers actually did a round of applause when they heard that, you know what, the main focus was, let's get back to learning, take away that that piece that always starts as the point of contention. I, you know what, I, I so obviously I wasn't at any of the schools um, at the convocations and you know, to hear you guys talking to your staff individually, but I'm glad the staff responded that way mm -hmm. um, because it, they can respond differently, right? And right. I, I didn't really know how they would. However, I've been doing this long enough, right, 30 years. So I know what gets the wrong party started. Yeah. And we claim, not Windsor Heights, but the United States of America in schools, we claim we're preparing kids for college. And I've been teaching at the college level since 1996. And I've had students come in my classes at colleges with pajamas on, baseball caps, mm -hmm. hoodies, and them hoodies is pulled down like you couldn't see their forehead. Um, all kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And you're just like, good Lord, did you just grab a sheet and walk out the dorm? <laughs> right? So, but four years later, that kid had a bachelor's degree. Right. And they went off in a suit or, you know, a, a proper outfit and got a job and began their career. So why are we pretending that these things, and that's what I heard from the students, and I had to, even though I have my, I'm very particular about dress. Anyone that knows me, even people listening to the podcast, many of you have seen me, you know me. I'm I'm very particular about dress, and I enjoy dressing up since I was like 10 years old. So, but I understand that everyone's different. And if you can go on uh, a college campus and wear a hat and still learn engineering or law or, you know, uh, education or business, 
who are we in a high school to say, well, this interferes with you learning? Um, that's just made up and it causes interactions with students, parents that usually lead to more discipline. And we don't need to add any more discipline issues unless it's something that's really serious, right? We I want to separate beginning this year the trivial stuff from the more serious stuff so that we take away all excuses. So when we say to students, so tell me why you're not learning now or why you're not performing now, right? I ain't talking about your baseball cap. Oh, the teacher was getting on me. You take away all those arguments and now a student has to perform and we can focus on what I talk about culture in academic performance. So I appreciate you know what Mr. Parker is saying and I appreciate the Windsor High School staff for understanding that and receiving these changes that way. So what so we talked about the dress code. What about the academics? Because you know I'm always looking for us to get better. And the high school is the flagship for the town. Mm -hmm. That's the way it works. So we we're gonna take away the drama with the clothes and everything else. How are you going to get the message across to students and staff that we got to up our game academically? Well, if I'm if across I'm across the board, yeah, across the board. I mean, it really just comes down to being better than we were and stop, you know, stop looking at the past. And I think a lot of times we, you know, we kind of got COVID hangover, is what I call it. Um, it's the longest hangover ever. Ever. I'm, sorry. I'm ever. like, good lord. Yeah, and it, and and I think what it is, it just becomes this this thing to kind of hang your hat on. I can say that I know a lot of, you know, we get probably more um, more traction when we have like our individual meetings. We do things like our data talks, and you know, we really focus on what that data is, um, and just being intentional at this point. So it's okay to look at subgroups and just understand why this different different group didn't necessarily perform. It's not necessarily that you're going to focus on every piece of it, but I think those conversations, uh, as we started to do those last year with Dr. Hades' uh, leadership, um, everybody's expecting to do those. And, I, and okay. you know, we got really good responses and kind of, you know, coming in. So I think we have a foundation to be able to say, you know what, every student can learn. And I know my personal background, I believe that. I was a special education teacher. Um, you didn't get to pick who, where, what, and why. It was just like, okay, you know what? I got this 16-year-old with a third grade reading level. I got to get him to graduation and, and do my and do my part. Right. And so I think, um, you know, the fact that they see, you know, I think is in terms of the faculty, you know, they want to be supported. Um, and I think we have a crew that can do that. You know, a lot of times when things, you know, seem challenging and you seem like you're off on your own, I think that's when you might get some of the, you know, kind of uh, – you know, situations where it may seem daunting. And I think now uh, we're having those honest conversations about, okay, what might be daunting? Then, you know, how do we go about actually changing it? It's one thing to not reach your goals is one, but it's another thing to not actually look those, you know, challenges in the face and actually try to do something about it. And so under my leadership, that's what we're going to do. We're going to push hard. And I think, you know, for the most part, we got a staff that's going to be able to meet the challenge. Okay. So I, I am so I need to let y'all know out there I am definitely much tougher on the high school, as I said already. It's um so there's a whole lot there, right? High schools are the flagship of any community. Also though, uh, I'm biased because I worked here, and so this is where I got my start in Windsor. Um, so it's very personal to me, and um, and I also know as a high school teacher, uh, you know, in many districts now, you this is it for our kids. They don't get another shot at this. This is their last four years before they hit adulthood, whether it be college, the military, or go to work. This is it. And that was always the message that I gave to students where 
you got four years. And some of them I would frustrate on purpose because I would tap my watch. <laughs> Tick tock. Because as much as you guys think kids are all excited about graduating, those of us in education, we know when they cross in that stage with them sweaty hands, as uh, <laughs> Dr. Sergi was talking about, <laughs> they're they're nervous. And I'm usually laughing inside because I know after 30 years what it is, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you go down the stairs on the other side, you ain't you ain't mama's little baby boy anymore. It's different. You that big man down the hall eating her food and taking up daddy's heat. <laughs> so it's it's scary to them. And so we want to make sure we do our part as high school um, faculty and staff preparing them to face the world head on, right? You you can be afraid of what's in front of you, but you should never let the fear paralyze you. And so I want kids leaving Windsor High School um, feeling like, yo, we, we ready, we ready. And I like what Mr. Parker is saying, um, looking at yourself, assessing what you've done, your body of work, and being better than you were yesterday or the year before. Um, that's all you can ever ask anyone in life is, just give me give me more than what you gave me yesterday. And so, look, I'm looking for a lot from the Warriors. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, oh, it's a pleasure. I've uh, watched many of them. I was wondering when it was going to be my turn. Man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she's going to have me busy this year. So many people got all over us. And, uh, we want to be on. We want to be on. I'm going to be on podcast forever. <laughs>